Now, in John chapter 7, look there in verse 17. If any man, if any man will do my will, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it is of God or whether I speak of myself, my doctrine, what I teach. If you want to know the will of God, you've got to know doctrine. You've got to know what God says. His will is revealed in His Word. And yes, God wants us to know His Word so that we can know His will. That is clearly stated throughout the Scriptures. Now, Psalms chapter 25. I want you to go over there to the book of Psalms in chapter 25. There's a couple of verses here that are very, very enlightening. Psalms in chapter 25. And look there in verse 12. Sometimes I like to teach on a particular topic. Sometimes I've taken books and go by it verse by verse. Sometimes, you know, there are just certain verses scattered throughout the, the scriptures that are like little jewels, you know. Like you've dug it before and you found this little treasure in this portion of scripture and it means something special to you. But I like this is because your way is God's choice. I want my way to be God's choice. Look what he says in verse 12. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. God will teach you how to walk in the way that he shall choose for you. God loves you. God knows what's best for us. God doesn't make mistakes. Think about it just for a moment. Who do you think could design your life better? You or God? When all power is in Him, and He has the God-given ability, <laughs> because He's God, He can make whatever He wants to happen, happen. And you have absolutely no power whatsoever. You don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. But he knows it all. Can you and I trust God with everything? Look what else he says here. Look in verse 13. It says, His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. Now, this next verse is also very important because it says the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. You see, there's things that God will reveal to you that he will not reveal to any other. Another way of putting it is this. The way of the Lord is traceless and trackless. In other words, when it talks about the way of the Lord is like walking upon the waters. And he rides upon the storm. If he walks upon the water and you're trying to follow his footsteps, how do you follow footsteps through the water? Wouldn't that be fun? And there's nobody who has ever walked the exact path God wants you to walk. Now, we all have a lot of similarities in a lot of things by the scriptures. But see, every man's life is special, specific. There's things that God wants for us. We were all born in different places at different times. 
And we've all had different kinds of influences, and it's for a reason. Because God has different ways that he wants to use us. Now, when you understand how God works, then you'll be so satisfied with what God's doing in your life. But when you don't, you'll resent your life. You'll wish you were somebody else. There ought not be anybody in this world you envy. Whose life do you think is better than yours? Yours can be as holy and as godly and as powerful as you choose to make it. If you were somebody else, you're not them. If you could be somebody else, do you think with what you are that you could do the same thing, the same way, to the same degree? But what if it's not what God wants? But you do not live your life filled with hatred and jealousy and bitterness because you envy somebody else and what they can do. Let God use you to whatever he wants. Did you know that whatever you are doing in the Lord's work, did you know there's somebody who envies you? I don't care who you are. Somebody wish they were you. Me? I don't care what level. You're better off than what somebody else is, and you're doing more than what somebody else is, and they wish they were as good as you. And then you'll live your whole life, and I wish I was like this. I wish I could sing like Peter Amato. Maybe don't limit yourself. Maybe God wants you to sing better than Peter Amato. Don't limit yourself. You have no idea the limitations that you put upon yourself. I wish I was good as. You just limited yourself. But you see, you want to be what God wants you to be. And to realize that there's something that God wants you to do. So that you're not intimidated. Confidence. Confidence. And what God has for you is where you get your boldness from. A lot of people are not bold. And a lot of people, believe it or not, despise those that are. Did you know if you serve the Lord, you are an automatic rebuke to somebody who doesn't? And therefore, your godliness will cause you to suffer persecution. Somebody will cut you out of their life because you're a rebuke to them. But they won't say anything. They just won't come around you anymore. But anyway, this is so important, these things. But look what he says up here. I want you to see this in verse 14 again. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant, his word. God will show them. those. God, do you think God knows those who love him? And God said, I'm going to teach secret things to this person because they want to do my will. But when you close your eyes to the word of God and your hearts to his will, did you know you're actually going to be living in darkness? It's like God just slowly turns out the light. You're, you're his child. You can see. Maybe you've got 20 20 vision. But you don't see what God has for you anymore. You've lost your vision. You can't see. Then you have a, a hopeless life. And you think it can never be any better. All you have to do, and I've said this before, the perfect will of God is as close as the next decision you make. All you've got to do is make the right decision. And believe it or not, God can take you from where you are. Good stuff to keep in mind. Oh, while we're right here, look, look in Psalms 32. Psalms 32. Psalms 32, 
And look there in verse 8. I said this last week, and I thought, maybe I need to show this verse. Verse 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. But you know when he says, I will teach thee, did you know that's a good thing to know? God's going to teach me. Did you know that God teaches you by the hardships of life, problems, troubles, trials, things that lock you in and you don't know what to do, and then you cry out to God? That's right where God wanted you to be. So, yes, God doesn't always remove the problems. In the midst of your tribulations, midst of your headaches and all the things that goes on in life, God uses those things to pressure you against Him. And if you let the pressures of life push you closer to the Lord, that's good. But if your attitude is not right, you'll let them come between you and God and push you away from the Lord. That's bad. So notice what he says here. As he compares, in verse 9, Be ye not as the horse, or as the mule, which have no understanding. Did you know that when you do not understand the will of God, you're like a horse and a mule. You're rebellious and you're stubborn. Somebody's going to have to put a bridle on you in order to rein you in. And you're going to have more rules and more regulation because you lose your freedom. You lose your freedom. But understanding the will of God is an art. Like I used to tell people, soul winning is the art. I called my book even one time, The Art of Soul Winning. Because it's an art. Of how to open a conversation, how to talk to a person, how to draw the net. And a lot of people don't know how to open a conversation. They don't know how to talk to them or share the gospel. They don't know how to draw the net. It's like going to the car dealer. You just, you, that person comes in on that lot. You know what they want you to do? They want you to sign on the dotted line. When? Before you walk off that lot. They know the chances are if you leave without signing, they'll never get you. So they test drive this thing. Just get in there and just, here's the keys. Just take and just, we'll just drive it down. Ooh, this is nice. Oh, this is nice. Oh, I could live with this. What do you think, hon? Well, whatever you want to do. Boy, have they suckered you. Next thing you know, walk out of there with a $30,000 debt, and you say, what do we do? And so there you are for the next five, six years. Oh, well. But look what he says in verse 10. I want you to see this. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord, he that trusteth in the Lord, Mercy shall compass him about. Now look at verse 11. This is very good. Because this deals with the impact of God's will. When you do what God says to do, you're going to be glad. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. Now, of course, nobody can make you do all of these wonderful things. Now, let me give you a verse. You often hear me talk about Psalms 37 and 73. I always read those two uh, Psalms together. But Psalms 37, there is a verse there that I think would be good to underline in your Bible. And you see there in verse 23, you ever heard that song? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. 
Never heard that? I just sung it for you. So he says here in verse 23, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. The steps of a good man are ordered. Did you know that God has steps he wants to do? Now, it's not like this. Oh, I took one step. Now where do I go, Lord? Take a next step. It's not every little bitty step you got to worry about. It's that there's steps in life that you go through. And there's places that God wants you to be. And the steps are ordered by the Lord. And learn to discern some of these things. Be you wise understanding what the will of the Lord is. But look there at 105. Psalms 105. Psalms 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Light unto my path. So, God knows what he wants you to know. Did you realize that there are certain things that God will allow you to learn as you go? And some people learn differently. You can listen to the preacher and somebody else learned a couple verses and somebody else learned a couple other things. Because God knows what you need and what somebody else needs. And some people say, well, you know, I didn't get nothing out of that. Somebody else says, man, I was really fed. Boy, that really fed me today. And I've had some people say, man, I'm starving to death. All I'm getting is milk. You know, God may know all you need is milk. You couldn't handle meat if you had it. Did you know if you can eat meat, you don't have to be spoon-fed? Do you? If you can eat meat, you can eat meat. You don't need somebody to feed you meat. But as he makes a statement in his scriptures, and look at that in 130, where it says, The entrance of thy word giveth light. So you want the will of God. So you've got to know the Word of God, and He will give you light as you go. And it's so important. Uh, a verse that y'all are very familiar with, just look over it right quick, in the book of Proverbs in chapter 3. Proverbs in chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3 in verse 5 and 6. It is to your benefit to learn to trust the Lord. And God is going to teach you how to trust Him. And sometimes he does that by pulling the rug out from under you and turning off all the lights. And sometimes it seems like making the ceiling brass and all the doors are locked and four walls starts moving in on you. And you start crying out to God because you don't know what to do. You don't know how you're going to solve it. And so you, you learn. God is teaching you to be patient, to wait on him. To see what he can do. But sometimes we can't stand that. Trust in the Lord in verse 5. With most of your heart. All of your heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Trust thy wife. That's why I gave her to you. No, it didn't say that either, did it? I'll never not my wife's judgment. Look who she married. So, uh says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall, shall direct thy paths. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God is directing your life? I believe that with all my heart. And so, I don't know where, what God's got next, but I sure have enjoyed the ride. I had somebody tell me this the other day, and I thought, oh, I appreciate that. I guess that's a compliment. He says, you seem like you enjoy doing what you do. I do. 
I do enjoy doing what I do. And I hope it shows. Do you think it shows? I think it shows because, because it's real. I don't have to put on for anybody. I don't have to feel like I'm a hypocrite. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And there is strength in the Lord. And we should be joyful because of that. All right, another thing I want to give to you right quick. Isaiah chapter 30. Look in Isaiah chapter 30. We're just moving to the right just a little bit. A little here and a little there. Isaiah chapter 30. And look there in verse 21. I believe that as the Holy Spirit indwells you, there's sometimes you don't really know exactly what to do. But you should be sensitive to the Lord. Look what he says here in verse 21. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk you in it. When you turn to the right hand, when you turn to the left, be sensitive. Because you never know that still small voice of God living within you just might speak to you and tell you this is what I want you to do. It won't be like no audible voice where it comes out and says, Mike, this is what I want you to do. If it did, Mike would probably die right there on the spot. But little by little, sometimes you'd be surprised how that you just feel so impressed by something you cannot explain that this is what God wants you to do. But it'll never be unholy or ungodly. It'll always be right. And sometimes you have to be able to discern that still small voice. Did you know the devil also wants to whisper in your little ear? Remember, he put into the heart of Judas's carrot to betray the Son of God. So you got to be careful who you're listening to. But you, when you study the Word of God, I believe that it will sound like the Word of God. I've never had no audible voice. But there's been time when I've said, I think this is what God wants me to do. And then I do it. And if I see that it, oh, that was the wrong one, then I correct it. That's what's so neat about serving the Lord. I don't have to make every decision a perfect decision. He will lead me. He will take me step by step. And sometimes over the years, I guess I've taken a few and I've stumbled a few times. But you see, God overall can work in your life and guide you and get you right where he wants you to be. So we live our lives and we trust the Lord that he does just that. Now, we won't turn there, but I want to just mention this to you. God's will is best for us. If it's best for us, then his will must be good for us. And if you knew that what God had for me was the best, why would you want to plan anything else? I've always lived a little bit of fear of me guiding my life without God. So therefore, I've run everything by God. Talk to the Lord all the time. Stay in an attitude of prayer. And you want the Lord to have freedom in your life to do whatever he wants to do without any back talk. When you had kids, did you like it when your kids gave you back talk? Now, my kids growing up, they never did. All three of my kids never gave me anything like that. And a couple of times when they got a little bit older and they got a little sassy, 
I, I had to deal with it. I, I know I shouldn't have shot him. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really. But know that you have to be sensitive to the things of God. And so you're trying your best to be sensitive to the Lord because you want your kids to be sensitive to you. And sometimes you don't like to always raise your voice. Wouldn't you like to be able to just tell your kids, Johnny, would you please go over there and take out the trash for me? And he says, yes, mother. Janie, would you please wash the dishes for us tonight? Yes, mother. Now, that's not going to happen. I might. But isn't it so much nicer when people are so submissive to the authority that's over them? Honey, would you get me a cup of coffee? What's the matter? You got a broke leg? Get it yourself. Now, Dan, I'm not going to tell you again. Uh, we're so close. Look there in Psalms 143. I just want to show you this one verse then. Verse 10. Look in verse 10. You ought to underline. Definitely underline verse 10. Teach me to do thy will. For thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. But isn't that a good verse for the attitude that you ought to have Lord work in my life show me what you want me to do lest I live my life and be a total success at something that won't amount to a hill of beans a hundred years from now now in James chapter 4 it talks about to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin you knew that to him that knoweth to do good. Do you know what the word of God says about how you ought to live? That's good. To do it not. To him it is sin. It's a sin for you to know what God wants you to do and then not do it. Good book. This Bible sees right through us. Knows what we need. Look up here. If you're watching by internet, this is the will of God for you if you do not know Christ as your Savior. This hand represents you and me. The wallet represents sin. We all have sin on us. God loves us. Hates our sin, but he loves us. And he says that the wages of sin is death. Eternal separation from God in hell. So since everybody in the world has sinned, everyone is guilty. Everyone is condemned but God loves us and wants us to have eternal life and to live with him and God is not a respecter of person so what he did for one person he did for the whole world and the Bible says that you and I cannot save ourselves and that if somebody doesn't save us we can't be saved this hand represents Jesus Christ God in the flesh he came into the world because he loves us hates our sin because our sin separates us from the Lord. So Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, took our sins, paid for it on the cross, and came back from the dead. Said if we would believe that he did it for us, he would put this payment 
to our account and we go to heaven on what God did. You see, when God says that he did this for us, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He commanded his disciples to preach this message. So it is the will of God that everyone that believe it. He says that it is not his will that anybody should perish, but it is his will that everyone be saved. So if you know what the will of God is for you and you're lost, you've never trusted Christ as Savior, this is God's will. And only a fool would turn down a free gift. It doesn't cost you anything. So if you will trust Christ as your Savior, believing that when Christ died, he died for you, he took your sins, paid for them on the cross, came back from the dead, said, if you'll believe it, he will give you as a free gift everlasting life. Let's pray, shall we? With every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around. Why not right now just talk to the Lord? Maybe some of you are even sitting here. You've already trusted the Lord. But whether or not you're really doing with your life what God wants you to do, that's between you and him. But has he talked to you? Has he revealed anything to you? Is there things you tolerate in your life that you shouldn't? Have any flashbacks? Do you believe that you're now where you should be? Are you doing right? Is there something that needs to be taken care of? Need to talk to the Lord about? Why not do that? Do it right now. Because see, that will be the will of God. The will of God is for you to confess things to him. Accept his forgiveness and do right. For you that have not trusted Christ as Savior, whether here or watching by internet, would you right now, in the quietness of this moment, just say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner, and I believe Christ died for me, and I will trust him as my Savior. And friend, if you'll do that, God said he would save you and give you eternal life, and you can go to heaven when you die. And if you're making that decision, I'd like to know. You that are watching, I'd love to hear from you. Just email me at yankee at yankeearnold.com. For you that are here in the auditorium, you never trust the Lord, and if you'll do it right now, I'd appreciate it if you just slip your hand up very quickly, put it right back down. And God said he would save whosoever believeth. And one and all before we close. Our Father, we thank you again for your blessings. Thank you for your goodness to us. We're so thankful that not only do we know your will for us concerning salvation, your will is to save every man, to give us eternal life, to go to heaven, to live with you forever. To live in a new place, a holy city, and Father, new heavens and a new earth. We ask, Father, your blessings upon those that have already trusted your Savior. There may be things in their life that they need to talk to you about. And Father, there may be some that have never trusted your Savior. We pray that they would. We thank you for this time together. Bless each one. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.